Today's episode of Keeping It Simple. On today's episode, we are discussing death and why it scares us. Joining us today is our very close friend Avinash. Avi is a tech entrepreneur and he is the founder of the company Supertechs. Hi, Avi. Welcome to Keeping It Simple. Hi, guys. What's up? Happy, happy to be on the podcast. So happy to be here. I wish you guys had called me on a slightly lighter topic, though. <laughs> my first podcast with you guys is going to be on this it's going to be interesting looking forward to this we are as well we are as well uh we know you're a highly opinionated guy so let's see what opinions you have on this topic <laughs> i don't know if that's a compliment <laughs> but, but all right all right all right let's get started let's get started We'll start off with Avi only first, right? Why do you think death scares scares people in general? Why do you think that is? Hmm. I think it's because it's the end of of things as we know it. Because we know life to be a certain way. We know uh, in our experience, we know that certain things are happening in a certain way, and our death seems to be this dark. ever all phase which uh, after which we have no idea everything vanishes into <clears throat> oblivion right at least most people uh, have that perception and i think that's why it's scary is it more like we don't know what's going to happen after death because i i keep imagining that is it that or is it just that oh god i have to leave you know uh, i have to leave everything that i've built here or everything that i've had here in my life and you know i have to leave that it's it's hard to say which which one of the two influences both right so basically you're asking is it is it the fact that we are afraid of leaving behind what we have worked so hard to build over a certain period of time or is it the dark uncertainty right but if i but if it was only about leaving things behind then people who don't have much would not be afraid of death but i think it's it's a common feeling of being afraid of death and if it's uh, just about the uncertainty then risk takers would love it but i just think it's <laughs> but i just think that it's uh, it it feels like a big full stop right uh, because i mean that's 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 how we think of death at least uh, in our generation it it feels like a full stop to everything and i mean since you said it's a, a complete full stop to everything i it so. feels like it feels like i'm I, i think i think that's why we're scared of it i don't know if it is i don't know if that really is the story of death right but um, um you know uh, yeah. do you have any personal um opinions on say reincarnation or the concept of soul or uh, uh life after death or something of that sort or the the only reason i asked this question is because you said it it seems like a complete full stop yeah yeah see i think in our experience it is it is yolo all the way right you live only once but uh, if you think about um if you think about the larger scheme of things then i think yes a lot of there's a lot of sense in 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 some of the stuff that uh, we come across in in some in a lot of the indian uh, indian culture and lot of the indian uh, scripts right as as well as cultures like buddhism where uh, there is the concept of i think even even if you look at some of the western cultures there is a concept of a soul but i don't think there is as much a concept of reincarnation there are some some cults that sort of speak about it but uh, i think it's larger here in the east that idea but if i um, yeah I, i think there is some uh, i think it makes sense i think a lot of it adds up and uh, there is definitely that aspect to it but when we even if even if i do acknowledge that but i think uh, even, but if i think about that today um i don't know how that changes my feelings or my perception of death i think it it's 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 good to have a little bit of an explanation there i guess uh, and that so to answer your question yes i think that part of uh, i buy into that thesis as well i see i see uh and you know when it comes to death uh there's an associated fear but mm. the fear could be your own death or the death of your uh, near and dear 
So what sort of fear do you think has a bigger hold on you uh, when comparing the two scenarios? For me personally, I think it's uh, the latter. Death of uh, near India. What about you, Achyuk? Yeah, for me too, bro. Like, um, I think uh, I won't lie. I, you know, th- there are times when I, you know, the thoughts of a certain loved one passing away, it's like, it's really scary for me sometimes. And uh, more than my own death. And, and you know what? It's interesting. Even if I'm like thinking about my own death, I am usually thinking how it will be for the people who are left behind. Right. So I think it's more for me, at least it's more related to, you know, uh, uh, the, my, my loved ones and whatnot, more than how I feel about it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense actually. Yeah. Because even when I, even if I do think of my death, then it's, it's, it's how is it going to be for the other people around? Mm. Right. Because, mm. because either way you think about it, whether you think about it as a, as a full stop or to things, uh, then it doesn't matter. Right. Uh, you were, you were kind of here and then it doesn't matter to you anyways. Uh, and if you and if you think about it from the perception of uh, rebirth and uh, soul and everything else, then it still doesn't matter, right? Because anyway, you live on. So either way, I think um, to the Indo- to us on our own, it doesn't it doesn't really you know it's that's that's not I think that's not where the fear comes in. I think the fear is with respect to all the relationships you have built around us. Yeah, Sachin, for you. Um, I agree with the two of you. I think it's the death of near and dear that would affect me much more than, uh, you know, my own death. Um, But, uh, you know, coming to grips with a scenario where you have to deal with your own death, uh, it's a little bit more complicated because if it's it's something that's building up to it, uh, I think it's a lot more painful uh, than something that happens uh, probably really quickly. Uh, you know, some, if it's wrestled, if your life is wrestled out of you uh, in an instant, you don't have, at least I presume, uh, my assumption of it is that you don't have much to lose uh, because you're not building up to it. You're not imagining a scenario. Uh, it's just happened to you. So I think, uh, you know, death of near and dear is a, is a lot more heavier hitting. Uh, the second would be your own death, but you know having a build up to it. Uh, and the last would be, you know, uh, your death at an instant where you don't. It just happens to you. Yeah, just before the podcast started, uh, we were uh, Sachin mentioned this book that I was reading, right? Uh, death by uh, Sadhguru, and. Definitely interesting topic. There's a lot of trippy things uh, in the book. But uh, interestingly, uh, one of the things that comes out very prominently, uh, at least in the pages that I've covered so far, is uh, completely opposite to what uh, Sachin just said, which is uh, death by accident or, you know, one of these cases where uh, you're living in full form, but it just suddenly happens. The hammer just drops. Uh, That is supposed to be uh, the worst form of death. This FII, we can we can go into it in, in slightly more depth. Um, but uh, in the in the other in the other sense of things, if you're thinking about it from uh, the way Eastern culture has been thinking about it for <coughs> several millennia, uh, several centuries rather, uh, then this form of death, which is death by accident, um, is a very abrupt end to life. It was not you know, it just it just sort of happens because of a mishap. Which is why, uh, which is why that apparently is, um, because if you think about say another energy being uh, above you, above just the physical form, right? If you just, which is the body, if you just think about it above the body or the mind, uh, the concept of soul is that there is some energy being, uh, which is, which is a slightly more truer essence of you uh, than the body. Then uh, that energy, that energy essence still sort of lingers around and struggles because uh, it was so abrupt. Whereas if the death was more natural, uh, then which is a slow walk towards it, maybe mentally, like like Sachin said, it might be a little bit more of a turmoil because you have to face and come to grips with the fact that, hey, uh, my chapter is coming to a close, right? So that journey, 
in that sense might be harder but if you uh, but at least from what i saw here and uh, makes a lot of sense as well uh, when you think about it from the energy aspect or from the soul aspect which is also something we were talking about in the beginning so uh, from that aspect this journey is actually much better because it's so much more natural it's like it's like a it's like a candle that's been burning so you have uh, so the candles kind of come to that last bit that last quota and it's its job to kind of flicker out from there and that's the smoothest transition possible apparently so uh, none of us do none of us have any experience with that but um yeah just wanted to chime in with that okay sachin even i had a thought about what you said uh, you spoke about uh, i think you spoke about the trauma aspect of it where you know when you when you know it's coming you know that's it's it's it affects us more uh, or if 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 it happens to us suddenly then it's quicker and we don't really know what's going on but if you really think about it every day we are moving towards it we know it is coming we just choose to ignore it or there are other distractions in our life right that that make us forget about this but the only constant or the only certainty at least that everyone has in their life is that one day they are going to die and that day could be tomorrow that day could be 20 years from now so in a way we are always building up to it i think this uh, discussion is going to be really interesting because uh, uh, i i think i stand on a completely opposite spectrum of thought when it comes to the concept of uh, soul i do believe there is some form of energy in us uh, and you know uh, as with uh, the general process of energy in the law of conservation i think that form of energy just gets converted into something else and it uh, it, it just goes on uh, but you know just picking on um picking the thought from um from achu's uh, or rather you know continuing achu's uh, line of thought um you know we we are walking slowly closer towards our death i do agree uh, one second at a time one day at a time but there is this concept of change as well you know who we were 5 6 years back is completely different from who we are today and who we would be 5 or 6 years from now would be completely different so you know we are as moments pass uh willing our reality into existence uh by you know simulating it in our brain so you know cutting it short at some point is just that electrical process coming to an end and again the energy uh, being transformed from one form to another so it's it's it, it all boils down to change and how we deal with change and that i think is what gives us the strength to confront the reality of death what do you think about uh, associating change with death um, i i it's, it's just not adding up for me i think it's one and one one not making two because in that sense see if it's really about if it's if if you completely remove this whole conversation about about there being life after death in that sense right because you still have a rebirth and you still have uh, that energy that sort of carrying on so if you sort of keep that entire discussion aside and you just talk about death as we know it in our experience which is hey there's a person here and then after death he's not anymore that flick was gone then in that sense it's it's not really a change right because it's it's just the end to things and if you think about it that way there's only one aspect to it which is our ability to accept life for what it is all life today is is in that sense and and it's our it's our constant if we every time we think about you know uh, sort of cheating death in that sense everybody used to come up with immortal uh, immortal ways sort of uh, because there's so much research happening today right how can we live longer how can we improve the mechanics of the body so to say so that it can last much longer so it can last 500 years can we one day tra- transplant every organ in our body and just make ourselves pump longer can we make the machine last longer so um it's i think i think it's it's that denial it's it's essentially human beings are being in denial of what life actually is we tend to in our arrogance think that we live forever in our arrogance we tend to think that hey this is uh, this is something that just happens and we still have certain distance but with every second 
we are kind of walking towards it and i don't think it's anything to do with change, uh, change. it's it's just our uh it's our arrogance that we think that hey this is uh this that we are about that process it is our blindness and our ignorance to what life is and people have walked the planet for uh, for several thousand years and uh, in that in, in that sort of timeline we just a speck but in our own eyes and our own heads we still at the center of the universe right to us our life is just everything to us and it's so precious and it's just that aspect of us that's holding on to it and which is why it's such an uncomfortable topic because one i think it's also about the people around us and we think very at least for us the three of us that's what we felt like it's a, it's really about what the people around us are going to go through in our absence that is a very very big component and i and i think that that's because the three of us probably have thought about this in some depth and uh, we've had that leaning to think about it but i'm pretty sure that a large percentage uh, of the population would not look at it in this sense as well they probably just sort of it's just something that happens and they don't see that happening to them and at least the covid situation has now made that a very real possibility but largely you don't see that happening people don't think that hey it's going to happen to me and when it does come they just want so much more of life to live they want to think about everything they haven't done and they want so much more of that so they want to try and grab on to life because they think hey it's coming to an end and it's that i think it's it's more fomo the fear of missing out than it is about change or anything else just to add to what avi said you know we're just so involved in our own lives and in our own selves that we we forget what the natural flow of things are and yeah even i would like to call it maybe arrogance or you know uh, ignorance right and i feel the shock of death comes okay let's see suppose uh, something happens to us let's not talk about ourselves why do our you know why does our family get shocked or why do the people who love us get shocked right because even in their heads it was like hey nothing is ever gonna they've not thought about it nothing's ever gonna happen to people i love or me and when something suddenly happens and someone is taken away you just suddenly are slapped in the face and you realize no no uh people can be taken away and you know what we have that realization for a bit like how avi said like they want to live more they want to do everything in life you know before their time comes but even that is short lived you are again taken over by other distractions in life and you forget about it until the next one hits uh, yes uh, i agree with the two of you completely i think um there is a level of arrogance that we approach every day with when we sort of assume that uh, it's going to last forever but i guess that is necessary i think it's a survival me- mechanism if we were to believe that uh, it's going to be uh, the end uh, the very next day or you know soon um, then you know having a fomo and yolo mentality uh, as you live through your life every day uh, i don't think is optimal for survival long term survival of the species i think uh it's a more i think it's programmed in such a way i think our existence is programmed in such a way that uh you know it's in the background uh you know it's uh, it's something that we are completely oblivious to uh until the realization uh, you know comes by either through us losing someone near or dear or you know us confronting with their own with our own existence because of uh, a threat that comes up say in the form of uh, uh, an impending uh, death due to a disease or something of that sort so i think i think it's programmed that way uh, you know having this um you know idea that uh, it is probably arrogant to think otherwise i'm interested in avi's thoughts when it comes to a recent uh, estimation that by 2040 they're going to have an immortal person in this earth uh, by immortal it means that uh, he cannot die of natural causes they can keep him alive for as long as him or her for as long as possible um, but the only way that person would die uh, would be through say an accident or you know if the person takes uh, their own life otherwise they can live on forever and that they hope to achieve by 2040 assuming that that can that could be an eventual reality 
what are your thoughts on it avi bro before avi gets into that can i just say one thing like you said maybe it is required for humans to be you know ignorant of the fact that they're going to die sometime right but it doesn't because if they're constantly thinking that it it might happen tomorrow it might happen soon you know then it might you know disrupt the daily life right so it, i i believe it doesn't it doesn't have to be like that right and you don't have to think you're going to die soon right i think there's a lot of power that also comes with accepting the fact that our time is less or our time it our clock is ticking and that can also push us to do things in a more efficient way in a more better way and it can also push us to you know uh, put a better impact on the world right in the limited time we have but when you say acceptance uh, you know is it a hard acceptance is it an acceptance that's always in the forefront of your mind as you get through the day when you you know say you wake up and you realize oh it's going to happen sometime oh it's going to happen sometime or is it going to be a varying degree of it at some point you're like oh maybe you know you you sort of negotiate with that idea uh, you know do you think there is a possibility of that or in your explanation do you think it's a hard stop reality of acceptance you know it's going to happen it's going to happen sort of thing no when i say acceptance i don't mean you're constantly thinking about it but i but i do mean that you you are conscious of the fact right you uh, you remind yourself every day uh, at least uh, you tell yourself ki you know uh, life is precious or okay, this is the other way of looking at it right instead of thinking hey, i'm going to die no life is short life is precious as in you are aware of the fact and when you are aware of the fact and you know what maybe at the start you do remind yourself for a for a few days and you you do that you have a practice of that and then then it becomes a part of you you are aware you are generally aware and conscious of the fact that doesn't mean you are constantly remembering it but you are just aware of the fact and that can drive you to do better things in life but it could be otherwise as well it could drive you to do terrible things as well say if you you know you you are coming at it with an assumption of how it would be if it were to happen today uh, in your instance but if it's uh, somebody who's facing dire consequences in terms of what their near and dear are going to face once they pass away or uh, if it's going to be such that uh, their death can impact um, something or somebody uh, in a very profound way then they try to wrestle with that reality they'll try to do everything to um, you know sort of avoid that situation and that could potentially be ba- be bad as well correct i'm going to go to jump in there because i think uh, i think i agree with what achu is saying i agree with what you are saying as well but see for me at least from my school of thought i i i think reality is always a good thing <laughs> right because at the end of the day you have to deal with reality and denial never helps as children it it sort of works but once you're beyond a certain age and once you have to grapple with the realities of our world uh, our surroundings and our planet about the age of 16 or 18 uh, reality always helps right and the sooner we kind of understand uh, the sooner we understand reality for what it is the sooner we can probably start living life in the true sense this is sort of from a uh, sort of from a principle uh, perspective but to think about it from the perspective of psychology which you were kind of talking about and which achu also hit upon so see by the idea of living consciously it just means that listen you have to know that there's going to be an end to this which means that you're not going to stay young forever or you're not so when you're young you're not going to stay young forever when you're middle aged you're not going to stay middle aged forever and when you're old you're not going to live forever right or even when you're young it doesn't mean that things are just going to go like clockwork it could shutters could come in tomorrow right or the blinds could be drawn tomorrow and that see i don't know even if one had to really face this reality how long one can really live under that fear right uh, the only thing that this could do is probably okay so if somebody is going to panic about their loved ones they're going to think about things like insurance they're going to think about things like okay uh, what do i have sort of that i'm setting aside or am i able to stash something away into the bank uh, which are certain thoughts that some i think or somebody in today's world at least would think about what am i sort of leaving behind for all the people around these are thoughts i think that uh, somebody who is forced to face their mortality would face any other thoughts would be pointless right because 
the only reason we are here today is because somebody passed before us. Otherwise, the planet's kind of too limited for infinite number of people to uh, live on. And another aspect of living consciously, which I was what I was saying was when you're young, we have to remember that, hey, we're not going to stay young forever, which means that today, the stuff that I have to do has to be done today, uh, which is the beautiful aspect of being conscious about it, right? You don't you prioritize everything. So we prioritize our friendships, we prioritize our family, we prioritize our work, all of it equally. Uh, and this happens a lot, right? Especially you see uh, burnouts happening in the West where somebody drives themselves into an 18-hour job, 20-hour job, and they run themselves into complete alienation from every from every human relationship that they would have had uh, until that point in time, until they hit that job. And I think that's what we mean here by not being aware, Right, because reality is reality is what it is. Can't really change that, right? Um, and it's always best to stay in touch with that. Anything else, in fact, would be sort of hallucinating, losing touch, being in denial. And I think on any day, uh, that's sort of bad. And Navi, you know, knowing what you know uh, based on what you say, um, connecting it to Archu's thought process, are you living with that? acceptance are you living with that uh, awareness so to speak we try <laughs> i mean we try uh, we, we we you kind of try hitting that balance but not always you know not always uh, some uh, sometimes you just so you're, you're stuck with a little bit of a tunnel vision as well right uh, things can turn out that way you're stuck with certain journeys with uh, with blinders at certain points in time and at the same time, I think all of us still struggle to think between the long term and the short term, right? Uh, essentially, you're asking, okay, uh, am I thinking of apocalypse tomorrow and am I doing everything that I would have done if it is truly apocalypse tomorrow? Well, no, right? So that's that's not what it means. Uh, like this shouldn't be mistaken for the mindset of doing nothing with your life, right? Because then that's pointless again. Because... What is the probability that that's uh, that life's going to end tomorrow? It's just that life's going to end someday. So you so you sort of have to be aware of that fact, right? You have to be aware of that fact that hey, uh, this is this is not going to go on forever. And it's just that simple humility of thought itself, right? Which is why I used the word arrogance earlier, or which is why I used the word ignorance earlier. It's nothing more than that. It's just a slight mind shift, I think. So that's what it's a combination of things, right? Yeah, like if we just not pick death and we think of you know, death happening tomorrow or in 25 years or whatnot. And we just focus on that. And then, yeah, different type of people can come out of it, right? Like, yeah, one guy can be like, no, I'll just keep traveling the world. I'll just do what I want. I'll party all day. No, but a lot of like, so uh, like Avi said, it's like a simple, you know, it's a simple mind shift, right? Uh, so you, you already need to have a certain mindset of like, you know, you want to do something in life. Like you take a, middle, a normal man's mindset who wants to do something for himself in life. Uh, himself or herself in life or for his or her family in life for a person like that that little mind shift can you know bring in that awareness and uh, you asked avi if he reminds himself on a daily basis uh, i do it's part of my meditation after i finish my meditation i tell myself that you know yeah things we are a day closer to the grave it's not like i'm scaring myself oh i'm gonna die at any moment no i'm just reminding myself you know what yeah, it's closer. It could come at any time. And not just for me, it could come to anyone, right? So I remind myself and I think it helps me, right? Again, I'm not saying it It was in a morbid way or I'm, I'm scaring myself. No, but it helps. It's just that simple mind shift, like he said. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. But then, look, when you when you say all of this, right? When, Avi, when you say, um, you know, you're living with the... Uh, on a day-to-day -day basis and you're just uh, assimilating information as it comes and processing it, uh, it's also very unique, you know, because uh, recently I came across this uh, concept in psychology where uh, when good things happen to us, um, we tend to believe that it's based solely on our effort. And when bad things happen to us, we tend to blame uh, the circumstances that we are in and we tend to reason in our minds that, uh, uh, you know, it's not us. I think the same goes with uh, acceptance of uh, death and, uh, you know, processing of reality as well. Uh, when, when, you know, when it doesn't happen to us uh, or, you know, when we have to live with the acceptance of it on a day-to-day -day basis, uh, unless it is something that uh, we have to deal with immediately, it just goes 
as a background process. I don't think uh, anything would make us think of it every second, every minute, and the acceptance of it is not going to uh, influence our decisions uh, on a, I should say, on a higher basis or on a strong basis, I guess. I think the, my response to that is that there's varying degrees, right, to which it could probably, like Achu, for example, uh, is saying that this is something that he consciously strives to bring into his life on a daily basis after his meditation practice. And that's and that's kind of at the root of a lot of, um, a lot of cultures as well, right? Whereas a yogi maybe lives that on a much higher degree where he might want to remind that to himself throughout the day and some of us probably never get reminded of that and some of us here and there we stop to reflect so that's fine i think it it will inf- it will influence each of our decisions to varying degrees it might at some level influence our influence the careers influence uh, the choices we make uh, which could be just milestone choices right the careers the people we choose to uh, spend time with the places we choose to stay in uh, how we choose to spend our leisure time as well as how much we choose to pour ourselves into work. Uh, it will influence that to varying degrees. It influences our lifestyles definitely. Or or maybe it doesn't at all. Maybe we sort of just run with what works. So I think it, this, it's, such a, it's such a relative question, right? And I don't, it's, I think the point is that at any point awareness of uh, this fact, awareness of death is never a bad thing. It's, it's, it's never really, it's never really a bad thing. It could, could mean, uh, sometimes, uh, sometimes, of course, it awakens a lot of spiritual questions. It awakens a lot of deep questions that might force one to chase another path altogether, which may not be like your career path that say your parents wish you, uh, wish for you. Right. But who's to say like, you know, that's not the right path, right. Or that's not the path to be taken because none of us know anyways, and all of us are figuring it out. So uh, in that sense, I, I get that there should be a disclaimer that goes with uh, something like that. And it's not it's not a pill for everybody because at least if you because if, if you weren't thinking about it this way, then you're sort of thinking about it in terms of a dream. And then now you're suddenly being woken up from the dream. Right. And uh, that can be a root shock or uh, or it can be a very conscious slow awakening, depending on depending on how one sort of deals with it and of course somebody somebody sort of closer to you and if you experience that firsthand then that changes your perception of things in a big way right at least at least in uh, at, at least for me uh, i've i've seen that happen say with with somebody like my grandfather or my grandmother a little bit later so it has happened in spaced periods and I, I don't think I've ever lost touch with that, with that aspect, personally. But yeah, all of our lives shape up differently. Uh, Avi, I agree with you when you say it's uh, not a pill for everybody. I, I tend to agree with you. And, you know, it, it brings up a thought, uh, you know, everybody has a certain way of dealing with it solely because their circumstances are different and their experiences are different as well. Um, for you, for instance, right now, as you mentioned, your grandparents uh, passing off, pro- passing away probably affected you quite a bit. Um, some, it's the same for me. I've lost uh, some near and dear over time, and uh, it's had its impact. Um, coming close to death has had its impact. Um, but how do you confront it? How do you confront uh, when it happens? probably reflecting back on those times uh, do you think you were confronted with it pretty well or do you think it was something really harsh and hard and you still are processing it as time passes or are you or has your opinion of it changed over time yeah so i wanted to get it into this this aspect right two of my uh, grandparents passed away that was a few years ago Uh, And recently, I think uh, two years ago, my uh, cousin passed away, uh, who I was very close to. And how I was, I reacted and how I was hit uh, with each of these was like very, was very different. And I think the simple fact was that I was much more and way more closer to my 
cousin right uh, with my grandparents it was uh, i was younger and it was more like okay something has happened and we have all these things to do you know there is this puja and what not and you know we have to be there uh, yeah uh, some thoughts were there i had some good times with them which which made me cry or what not but uh, i think i got over that pretty soon that pretty quickly but with my cousin whom i was extremely close to his uh, now that was something that you like you never you never expect like you never expected that and that hit me hard like um, i think it was uh, almost denial at first uh, that you can't really believe that it happened and then even after when i saw him right it was an accident and like i i saw him at the hospital i saw saw him in the hospital even after that you know you are i was in such a shock that i was still not you know emotionally i was not overwhelmed right i was not and you know it was just so much of processing and you know uh, his parents were around and they were looking at him for the first time and you know um, every all my cousins other cousins and my my parents and you know you're just like so caught up in all of that and you don't really realize the gravity of what has happened okay and uh, only maybe a day later a day later when i got some time to sit with myself i realized oh, oh god something like this has happened and i broke down and i i cried a lot and i oh god all those memories and you know uh, that was the first moment when it like really 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 hit me hard right and uh, like i don't want to like i can get into the detail but one thing i'd like to mention is that even till now now it's been 2 years uh, honestly i still haven't fully accepted it and often times i you know i don't know if it's right to say this but often times i get you know i get annoyed and i get angry i guess this is me being immature and being emo- too emotional about it i get angry with my cousin saying why did he have to ride that way that night and why did he have to leave his house that night and you know it is it goes down to that and i'm still facing that right at least that's how i've dealt with this and it's 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 literally changed the way i've i'm look i i look at uh, people and i look at my loved ones and how i look at my uh, uh, and look at the folks who still who are still with me right that's how it's been for me oh wow okay so <laughs> it's 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 hard i think it's hard talking about it also for i mean i i i think i totally get that your experience is quite different from see the thing there's two aspects i think when dealing with uh, somebody who's older in the family right one is there is a general acceptance that sort of society builds for you or that you sort of begin to see that as which is is with a timely death right the concept of a timely death i think there's a slightly greater acceptance to that than anything else and second is the aspect of closeness which you spoke about so i think it's it's kind of both right uh, it's probably harder with what you mentioned for the cousin because because it's it is so untimely it's not like he had lived his life and there's a certain age to it and and people see that and people see that coming and there's a slow sort of acceptance of it right it's not even about the slow acceptance uh, think of think of younger people who probably get hit by something like a cancer and then their families have to go through that right uh so there there's still some time to accept and to sort of make that journey and you know that one or any other terminal disease for that matter but i don't think it's 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 not the same at all when you're sort of dealing with uh somebody older there it's just the grief of losing that person right and there the closeness comes in which is which is uh largely uh, which is largely the grief because you don't have that in your life anymore and now suddenly it's you know that whole life right it's 40 years with that person so say you're in your middle ages and you just lose your older parent right and that's 40 50 years of memory and suddenly that that person is no more so i think it's that grief more than anything else if i were to put myself in those shoes with my um, my grandparent because i was so young i had to say i was 5 years old when my granddad died and then i was much older when my grandmom died i was probably 18 20 but it was i think the experience there was It, it's the same thing right as as city kids i don't know i don't know if we hold the same uh, bond that the previous generation did with their grandparents and how that makes things different but it's still hard right and the whole family kind of goes through it but to think about i don't think it changed our perception i don't if to answer sachin's question about 
what he was talking about with uh, with death itself and how that changed and was that as a rude shock to me or was that a completely different experience at least for me personally it wasn't right uh, for me it it was a quiet period it felt like a natural passing but it wasn't something that was that was unfathomable or uh, that suddenly felt like hey oh my like i never thought that this would happen it it still felt like okay this is how the journey is this is this is sort of how uh, things go from here from point a to point b and this is just how this is just how life is right um but i can imagine how it would be so totally different if it were to happen to uh, say a cousin or say a friend or uh, essentially with the age bracket was different the closeness i know the closeness is always there and i think that's it's a big factor but i think it's also it's also that factor of timely and untimely which is another big thing as to as that person lived their life because at least the way we look at it we all think of our lives as a certain quota right <laughs> all of us get that quota and um it's it's great if we can sort of live that quota out i'm very curious also uh, talking about all this while while you were speaking about it not you while you were sort of describing your experience and how it was it kind of you know the the whole covid situation has made us think about this so much more right and i'm pretty sure it's on everybody's mind because everybody is just thinking about survival at this point <clears throat> for me what really helped was was all of the was all of the spiritual stuff that i'd come across uh, over the last 10 years right and the stuff that um, me and you talk about a lot at you right so me and you talk about this a lot uh, from the spiritual sense and we talk about a lot of uh, these aspects of energy about a lot of things that are rooted in eastern culture that we keep that we keep yeah, seeing yeah. surface in different forms so that's really helped me cope and i'm curious what the world view is for such a right because uh, for me this perspective really helps because because i'm just seeing this as a part and that that world view kind of really shapes this in a very beautiful way right because i just see it as hey okay this is this is just how the reality is this is how things are but this is not the end of life as we know it this is just this is just one form and parcel and it's okay maybe there's some abruptness so in that case i'm only thinking about my loved ones so there's not real much much fear for my own death because i'm just seeing this as journey and as a as okay so this is this is sort of how it was meant to be and this happens it's just the nature of life and itself so there's really no resist there's not as much resistance to it as i presume i would have had if i didn't have this background if i didn't have this sort of understanding of the nature of life so that's where i'm really curious um about how sachin sort of sees it because because from our world view it's easier to look at uh, <laughs> to look at that in that sense yeah yeah that that <laughs> i i uh, that's a really really interesting question but uh it just makes me value my time even more uh i i look at it as a full stop as you uh, at the very beginning mentioned uh so for me it's it's like a complete full stop so it makes me cherish what i have even more um and some days are hard because i see it slip away so quickly um and meditation sort of helps as well uh, i should say uh, meditation helps me live in the uh, the present a lot more uh, i try to enjoy the people around me uh, because uh, you know having the understanding that uh, it's going to end soon uh, not having the the idea of a transition uh, from one thing to another with uh, my consciousness still uh, intact I, i kind of uh, i'm on the the spectrum that believes that okay so it's going to end it you know there's an end to it there is a beginning and there has to be an end uh, so coming from that school of thought it does make me uh value everything a little bit more uh but it's the relationships that i value a lot more and i see it mature over time whether it be with my parents whether it be with you guys uh whoever it is and even if it is a a new person that i come across i tend to uh or i try to be present i try to give my undivided att- attention and i try to empathize as much as i can 
because everything to me is a lot more precious because there is a timestamp to it. Does that make any sense to you guys? Oh, Achu, I don't know if that's any different from our view. right because i think i think i think it's kind of very uh, i think the duration of this podcast is not enough like i said we, i kind of absorbed this over 10 years and you how how can it be um, you know how can it not be different when you tend to think that there is a continuity to it and it's going to uh, just transition from one thing to another uh, there is a, an amount of complacency that might come with it you might tend to think that oh you know what irrespective of uh, Okay so, are, okay, so okay, so I'm going to give you a metaphor here. Okay, so let's say, uh, let's 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 treat this continuance as okay. So let's say that what we're experiencing now is like what high school was for each of us, and whatever comes after is maybe college, and whatever comes after that is engineering. So each of it has its own phase, right? You're not going to get this back, and you're not going to, and you just have that dedicated quota. So even with this school of thought, I still think that there's still a timeline to it, and there's this this still that right and none of us know how that's going to be so i don't know if, like your response you were way more rooted than i what i thought you would be <laughs> without this perspective <laughs> I, i would have been freaking out <laughs> but, but you're way more rooted yeah. <laughs> and uh, you're just like <laughs> yeah too sorry you were saying something yeah i think a lot of the i think a lot of the fear is also from the fact that you know like if someone passes away you know have we done right by them right mm. so that is i think another fear i think that is what affects you more like even in my case like with my cousin when that happened a lot of times i kept thinking you know did i interact with him enough did i try to meet him enough did i try, did i try to talk to him enough you know i think so i think i i don't know if i should call it uh, selfish but it's that uh, that aspect also you know that we really care about like if have we done enough you know are we in the wrong some it's it's about what you have been done essentially right Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is which is which is kind of the question that we struggle with even with our own lives, right? Like the that you there's the saying that you always regret the stuff that you didn't do, rather than the stuff that you did, yeah, no, rather than the stuff that you did, right? So and is there any point in regretting now, right? Because you didn't do it when you were around, when someone was around, and you know you didn't. Maybe it wasn't that important, and now then you've got a new whole new perspective, and that thing is not available anymore. you know you 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 start thinking and you get into this whole philosophical mode so so that is the thought you know that is the thought i want everyone to like question and you know have a look at you know look at all that uh whenever you can and you know try to understand that and then maybe we get a better perspective on things right it is like there's a film i don't know if you guys have watched it's called following uh by christopher nolan it's his first film so in that there's a thief called cobb and what he does is he goes to uh, people's houses and he doesn't steal anything he'll just take some certain things that are just lying around that people don't really think are important and he'll take them and he'll hide it in a different part of the house okay and then he'll tell ki yeah when they realize that thing is missing they'll realize the value of it i think i think that is what we're all struggling with mm interesting this whole conversation is making me think about everything about my life right now and how i should be thinking uh, am i doing justice <laughs> am, I, point, yeah, am i am i doing justice to the people and to the things right uh, around yeah yeah bro so this is this can keep going because how where does that end then when do you stop doing justice to the people or is life about service or is life about you know doing things for the world and you know for people around you is it is that what life means it can tie into all that right uh there's something that i've been reading um off late and it's about uh, um you know genocide for instance okay and uh, uh genocide has many different uh, reasons uh, and you know one of the reasons probably is uh, the assumption of the perpetrator so when you when you have the assumption of soul or whatever uh, there is the idea of cleansing it if you uh, come across the vocabulary that's uh, usually usually used um, in the scenario of uh, genocide uh, you know there's a concept of uh, if you do believe in the concept of uh, continuity then it makes it easier to uh, take the life of another person and i think that therein lies a, a difficult conundrum with this uh, idea i guess again it's a completely different tangent i think it's 
it's uh, it's it's completely opposite of what you're saying it's completely opposite of what you're saying uh, this school of people are probably uh, the most respectful of life around them if you think about how they respect nature if you think about how they respect human life uh, even if you think about some extreme cultures like say a jainism or a buddhism they don't want to hurt like your typical uh, say ants that you know that anybody would take for granted or the kind of bacteria that they breathe and they don't want to hurt any life form at all and uh, these cultures also sort of come from similar schools of thought uh, if you think about yogis you think about all of these people who are who believe in this school of thought then you will see that they uh, do not want to hurt life at all so uh, this school of thought actually offers a completely different um, perspective from what you're saying because it's not just about uh, continuity or i think those are you know that's just the tip of the iceberg there's a lot of other things to it there's aspects of uh, how you go about caring about uh, your life and if there is an aspect of continuity then what is the purpose of uh, life here today uh, why do we have to live it out at all what is the perspective of suicide what is the perspective of murder and um, it's never to be none of this is ever to be taken for granted right it's uh it sort of delves into the mechanics of it and it's a very very uh deep topic but what i want to emphasize is that there's the deepest respect for life in fact uh, a lot of these people who just sort of uh go around murdering people if you think about like somebody like hitler or uh, even some of the invaders uh, alexander or even even in india right if you think about um uh, how ashoka or uh, the guptas or any of them so they were all like huge conquerors uh, before uh, before a spiritual sort of path hit them right so this this path um, or this sort of line of thinking is extremely spiritual and i think as soon as anything takes a spiritual uh, form i'm not talking about a religious form i'm talking about a spiritual form uh, where you really start to question the nature of things and the nature of the universe there's this more respect for it there's this more more care for it and a uh, genocide on the other hand which is uh, which is largely just blind occult things which is um, so genocide can mean anything right genocide happens because of a lot of reasons political uh, large uh, many most times political uh, a lot of times uh, out of uh, xenophobia which is hatred for another sect or another line of people uh, and sometimes due to uh, due to things like what you mentioned which is soul cleansing which is i'm guessing you're referring to older trends where they uh, burn witches because hey these uh, people are unlucky so um, none of that none of that uh, is in reference to this because uh, this school of thought in fact says that you should live your life with more vibrance once you realize that you have a limited time you have to live your life with vibrance and you have to really sort of respect this quota that you've been given genocide is more to do with uh, a hatred for a certain community xenophobia for instance is uh, it's it's an it's against a different country altogether it's it's not within the same country genocide happens um it's just a different see it's, it's it's just a different form right if i just had to chip in there uh, because it's it's a hatred for something that's different from you or uh, largely if you think about if you think about genocide it's it's a hatred for something that's different from you so it's a different if it's a different caste different sect different or uh, different color different uh, thought process and we have struggled if you if you sort of i think we both read the book sapiens right and you'll notice that uh, he refers to that aspect of uh, our psychology as well we tend to really struggle with things that are different from us and that that's that's been innate and that's a struggle that we are kind of trying to really figure today i think that's one of the biggest problems we're facing in humanity today it'll be difficult to sort of mix the two up yeah probably yes yes but i think that that in terms of the psychology of it is uh, totally complicated and uh, is outside of the scope of the topic that we are discussing it's something such in broad of long back which we forgot to address uh, he spoke about uh, scientists creating uh, and not an immortal a mortal human being right right so uh, yeah so yeah so i was uh, just thinking about it like i'm sure there are good reasons but let's let's just look at it like why are we researching immortality right like if we are even able to figure that out are we going to make it available you know to <laughs> to everybody right and like because that doesn't make sense practically right uh, because if everyone is immortal 
then obviously the earth cannot take it there are there aren't enough resources available and also the other thing i don't know if i'm delving into things that we can't really discuss but it's it was in a thought it was my thought so i just wanted to put it out there and the other thing is then if everyone can't have it then who has that right then there is a question of um, you know who gets that power if i may call it right so i i really feel like i'm i hope if research is happening on this aspect i hope all this is also being thought about right sachin i, I want your views on this like i i'm sure you have some more info about this so if you do have anything just add on to this although it's uh, far way out i think uh, i am i take a very hopeful optimistic standpoint uh, in terms of advancements that can happen if say uh, somebody does have the ability to be a mortal uh, i also hope that uh, you know there is uh, there is a universal pill to all sorts of diseases that uh, humankind has encountered uh, and i also hope that everybody gets to live a wholesome life so you know there there could be all of these unintended consequences that come out of uh, the research on immortality uh, so that is a very scientific you know optimism that i have when it comes to when it comes to this yeah yeah totally get it i i for one completely abstain from these discussions around around where tech will take things because i think you and i um, uh, sachin we sort of had this conversation once around ai and uh, also right as to what this tech could mean for the world and it's so hard like see one is on one side it's it's really hard for us to say right or wrong and you know stuff like that because if that's the natural progression of uh, things it is the natural progression of things at the same time nature has its own corrective methods and if i don't know if of right now at least like i think it's it's the idea is the idea is ridiculous i mean it's we'll really have to think of the world differently right if that if that ever becomes possible today it's just i think the billionaires kind of thinking about it with they want to solve all of the world's problems and the reason they want to live forever is because they say hey uh, if i had that much time to live then i could probably solve all of the problems <laughs> that i'm trying to solve today and they think that the mission of humanity is uh, is on their shoulders and they want to build this utopia of sorts so the whole premise to which it is being approached today i i i don't buy into that at all right because uh, at least that seems to be the motivation that seems to be largely the motivation where uh, people are trying to solve this for those particular reasons as uh, a missionary of humanity in that sense and uh, the motivation of it i don't get at all because um i mean at least from the way we look at things is always black and white and there's you know the feng shui thing right there's always the black there's always the white there's always good there's bad there's happiness sadness and trying to build this utopia where i'm going to solve every single problem and i wish i could just live 200 years more then i would have cracked this problem as well such a self-centered way to think of things and uh, to think of the universe they might be on top of the world today but really i think in terms of the span of the universe uh, still like a speck right the best uh, human being the most powerful human being is still also only a speck uh, in that sense both in the sense of time and in the sense of space right so the premise of it is just um, completely obnoxious uh, and i think this is where my opinionated opinionated side comes in which you kind of warned everybody about <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah that's what i think about the motivation of it uh, the reality of it which is uh, will it be possible maybe may not be because uh, if you're thinking about the human body as uh, simply a machine and we are just a vehicle that you're removing and changing different parts once the engine uh, some other time the wheel some other time the exhaust and whatever it is sometimes the liver sometimes the heart maybe we could live but there are so many aspects of human life that we haven't uncovered yet so we don't know if that would really work if simply switching out organs would really work and uh if there's so much if there is even an ounce of truth in some of the other teachings that we have been talking about then this will not work because it's not just it's not we're not just a raw machine that's that's functioning right or uh, it's not just it's not just you know put in petrol and i'm going to keep the parts uh, sort of spick and span and i'm going to change them out from time to time and i'm going to live 500 years uh, a 
apparently human life doesn't work that way i think in time we will uncover whether it does work that way or it doesn't and uh, if it was then again then what achu brought up is uh, the concept of uh, okay who gets that right and who doesn't once again we're delving with concepts that we have no idea about because we have such limited resources so does that mean interplanetary uh, travel and once again we believe that it's the human species that now we will not believe in death we will just keep expanding we will just keep reproducing we will have no death so it's uh, i think that point is a change of everything that we know about life so far from the history of forever right so uh, it's unfathomable and in a lot of sense i think uh, at least from my perspective it's totally unnecessary and unwelcome also because there's a beauty to the way things are right now bringing the conversation back to the whole uh, aspect of death and how we deal with it what i feel is i think there is a lot of power in accepting the certainty of death in accepting that it is a part of our lives and it is going to happen uh, uh, to all of us and uh, and then to then think about life in terms of you know creating some sort of uh you know a positive impact right i think i think i think that's a, and i think that's a good mix to have and i think that is at least for me uh, after listening to the conversation that is a learning for me right you realize you have a limited time try to do the best with that limited time that that that's the whole thought process that i have actually i mean when it comes to uh, the question that uh, avinash asked me right like uh, you know not uh, believing in uh, uh, soul spirituality or uh, uh, reincarnation or life after death of any sort uh, you know coming at it from a full stop kind of viewpoint uh, you know there's there's no complacency uh, there's always this uh, this joy of living and uh, making the most of it and it's not always uh, yolo fomo sort of thing as well it's not always a process that's at its uh, forefront of uh, my thinking uh, it's always there at some point in the background but you know we live every day and uh, every day that's gone by is uh, is a day that's gone by i guess <laughs> so that's that's how i see it i guess Yeah for me I think while speaking about this topic itself it deepened my understanding because I'm not even though even though I like to think that uh, I've been conscious about it it's largely been through consumption and maybe here and there thought right but nothing to this level of depth where uh, we've actually had a full fledged conversation and different perspectives so uh, for me uh, somewhere halfway through the conversation you know Achu and uh, SV while we were talking about it halfway through the conversation uh, suddenly the mood lightened up right in the beginning it felt like a heavy topic to talk about and then somewhere in between the mood lightened up and at that point i was like hey why not because this is uh, this is just how life is anyways <laughs> there's no reason for us to sit down and be bogged down by it right uh, and that in a, in its essence is really about uh, how we can accept and work with it and for me i think i'm going to try and uh think about my takeaways from this the whole covid situation and the last few days personally as well i've been really been thinking about how uh, we should be spending uh, how i should be spending my time and really what matters what doesn't what i would really want to be doing and i think a lot of people have been thinking these things as well so it's uh, it's so relevant today and i'm going to be taking that back more than anything else <laughs> I think uh, we you made a beautiful point yeah the conversation did get light uh, towards the middle and uh, yeah that's that's how it should be right why should we treat it like on a on a very heavy note i think on that note we can bring this conversation to an end but i think uh, we've had a really good conversation here and i hope you know the listeners enjoy it uh, avi we really thank you for joining us today on such short notice <laughs> short notice no uh, i don't know if you can call that a notice even but uh, it's been a lot of fun i never thought talking about this topic would be fun in the beginning of the conversation i said i wish you'd gotten me on for a different topic um, at least the first conversation right but uh, at the end of this uh, talk with you guys i don't think that way anymore it was it was so much fun and it was very very interesting thanks guys i hope the listeners also find this as interesting yeah hopefully we covered a ton of stuff while we were at it 
Thank you so much, Avi. I mean, your views on many topics, uh, I feel personally, is very, very insightful. And uh, it's always a joy to pick your brain and understand uh, how you view many different concepts in life. Your perspective on life is just, it's just fascinating to me. Uh, it was a total joy to uh, talk to you today. I hope uh, it was an enjoyable experience for you as well. Thank you so much for joining us. Same here, same here. Thank you, guys. Cheers. So that's it for today's podcast, listeners. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed the conversation. I hope you took some value from it. If you have some thoughts, some suggestions, some feedback that you want to give us, please write write to us at podcast.keepingitsimple at gmail.com. So listeners, stay safe. Keep it simple. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, guys. See you.